Hello and welcome to Back Chat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yoga Berry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello everyone and welcome. Welcome to Back Chat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. Those of you who are new to me, my name is Christine Jureggi Berry. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I specialize in yoga for scoliosis and we've got this live stream uh, which I've been really enjoying for the last year. And it's happening every um, Wednesday at 4 p.m. my time. Um, so if you if you are listening to this on the on the replay, um, or if you if you're listening to this on your on your podcast app, then maybe one day or one week you might want to come here live and have a little chat with me in the in the chat box. So those of you who are here live, and I can see a lot of you are joining in already. Hi, there's Laura. There's Higgers here. Um, Nor Lee is here. Hello. Um, and yes, I was just um, teaching our new Yoga for Scoliosis class, new weekly class, and Laura was there. So thank, thank you so much, Laura, for joining in. Um, which is kind of a new, it's part of my membership, but you can also drop in if you just want to experience um, the class. And you know, you might not be able to come every week and you might just want to drop in once a while once in a while then feel free to do that that's happening at 2 p.m every wednesday my time um, we had some people from the the east coast of america i think it was nine o'clock for them um, in the morning so yes that's another nice way to to practice together and i really enjoyed it i really enjoy um practicing with with those of you who are um yeah, really curious and dedicated to to the practice and, and dedicated to learning more because that's really what yoga is about, at least for me. It's um, to learn more and to learn more about myself, uh, to learn more about life, about the different, different conditions, learn more about the body, learn more about anatomy. There's so many things to, to learn and... Um, Oh, lovely. Thank you so much, Laura, is saying wonderful class. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Um, so yes. Hi, Karen is here as well. Look at all my all my regulars. I'm I'm just getting my phone because I wrote down the, the question that I wanted to answer today. Um which was from the Yoga for Scoliosis community on Facebook. And as always, I love all your questions and um yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And it was one of those, another one of those questions where I thought, ah, I can't answer this in just, uh, you know, typing, even though even just right now there was another question where I was like, oh, I can, I can really talk for a long time about this. And I, I'm, you know, some of you might think, you know, Christine, just stop waffling on and just give us the answer. And, um, some of you know I'm German. I'm all up for giving straight answers and all of that. And I'm all up for getting to the point as quickly as possible. Um, 
but I think sometimes we have to really take the whole picture into consideration. We cannot just take one little part. So shall I read you the question? Malika is saying hello as well. Hi, Malika. Good, so this is from Anita, and she is saying a uh, question. I hear a lot about doing moves that cause more damage to your scoliosis curves. Other than the obvious, for example, pain, well, the obvious being pain, how do you know if you're doing more harm than help? So other than experiencing pain, which is, you know, quite a, quite a good one to know that you're causing harm, how do you know that you're actually hurting your body more than you are helping it, specifically with yoga? She didn't actually say yoga, actually. She said doing moves, movements. So I thought that was such a great question. And, and you know, people always ask, um, you know, what are the best yoga poses? What are the poses that I should avoid? Um, but this really implies that there's something that we can know about ourselves, right? That we know this is something that I shouldn't be doing um, because it's going to cause more harm. So obviously, if you've got pain, that's quite an easy one at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, even though I would even argue that even with pain, and maybe tell me if, if, if I'm wrong here, those of you who are here, um, there's different kinds of pain sometimes. And sometimes it's just unfamiliar sensations. And especially, I, I see this so, I, I see this a lot when I start working with someone one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and they'll, they'll be like, ooh, this hurts. Now, this doesn't, you know, generally I say, if it's something sharp and localized, that means, you know, it's not a good idea. Let's let's listen to the body here, really, and, and do something different, because that obviously doesn't isn't working for you right now. Um, but sometimes it might just be unfamiliar sensations. Is it sensations of stretch? Is it, you know, um, maybe something that the body hasn't moved for a long time? A lot of times this is around the convexity of the of the scoliosis curvature where there are a lot of sensations. So I usually ask quite a lot of questions about this, you know, the, the type of um, sensation that that you might be experiencing in a movement. But yes, obviously, sensations are the way that the body communicates with you at the end of the day. So listening to to those sensations is a really good idea but what if there aren't any sensations right what what should we do maybe there's things that we are doing day after day and in the long term they might be causing problems so that's really what what i'm here to talk about and i can see a lot of you joining here so feel free to come and say hello uh, let me know if you've been in my class um just a couple of hours ago or an hour ago um yeah i had a lot of fun in that class i thought it was really nice um so let's talk about this in a little bit more detail and i was thinking when i was again i i saw this question i was like wow this is great i can you know write a whole book about this but i won't don't worry hi tatiana um let's take a food analogy Right, everyone eats food. So 
we can we can all relate to that. You can eat something um, and get a reaction straight away, right? For example, if you've got some sort of allergy, you eat something and there'll be some sort of reaction. So my son has a peanut allergy, for example. He even has to not just look at a peanut, but okay, he just has to touch a peanut and then he will blow up in his face. There, there'll be a reaction. That's quite an easy one, right? Then you know it, you're not going to eat that food. You're, you're just going to avoid that. That's, that's not the, the right one for you. But there are obviously also other types of food um, where we might not know straight away. Um, you know, let's, let's take, you know, sugar, sweets, things like that. You don't have a reaction straight away. It actually tastes really good. It's actually really nice. But obviously, over time, the more you eat it, you will find out um, that there'll, there'll be some sort of reaction, whatever it might be. Your teeth might go rotten or, you know, you might be gaining weight in places where you don't want to gain weight. You might have, you know, all sorts of problems. You might have, uh, I don't know, heart problems or digestive problems. But that, that will take a little bit longer. And it's interesting as well with the food, if we're kind of comparing this to exercise and food, how the advice changes. Um, so I <laughs> grew up in the 80s and I don't think we drank a lot of water. I think, as far as I can remember, we had juice all the time because for some reason there was the advice that kids should be drinking juice and, you know, maybe this was different in the country where you were um but definitely for for us that was a normal thing and it was like oh yeah that's fruit right so we just drink juice at some point obviously um it, it kind of became clear that that isn't very good for your teeth and now the advice is different of course like you know we don't give our like my, my children get juice on, on special days now it's more like a treat um it doesn't mean that they, they you know it damages them straight away and it's not that every time they have juice something terrible is happening but it's 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 if you're having it every day if if you're doing it over and over again and i think this is very much related to movement as well it's not the one-off movement that you do that causes you harm unless you do something stupid obviously and unless you do something completely silly um but otherwise it's kind of the accumulation over long periods of time good so laura is saying sometimes we feel the pain not the same day we did the wrong post but the next day and that is possible that is impossible to prevent so it's it's good to know which pose we must avoid. Yes, absolutely. So there can be, and that again is, is um, that's kind of an easier um, reaction as well, I find, because then at least you can, you can say, oh, what did I do the day before? So which are the things that I did that um, obviously caused this? So you can, you can kind of narrow it down, I think. I think where it becomes really difficult is when you've, you're in a pattern and you've been doing things for a long period of time and then eventually you notice that um, 
things are getting worse. So basically, listening to your body is a, is a great idea. But as Laura is saying, sometimes that doesn't work in the moment. Um, that you you might have listened, you might have had a great yoga class, right? And you might have had you might have felt really good in in those stretches, but then the next day your your body is is complaining or isn't so happy with this. So what I think um, really what it comes down to is that we we have to kind of become um, really attuned. And again, this is why I, why I love yoga, because that's what's, what it's all about. We have to become really interested in ourselves, right? We have to really become our own health experts at the end of the day. And again, if we relate this back to food, for example, um, what is the first thing that when you see a health expert, if you if you need help with your nutrition, right, you, you're saying, oh, something isn't working. Um, what should I do? What should I be eating? What should I not be eating? The first thing they tell you is start a diary of and write down everything that you're eating right now. Write it all down, like for a week or two weeks. Write down everything that you've been that you've been eating, and then write down how you feel as well. Um, again, I'm really sorry, Anita. You were probably looking for a straightforward answer here, but you can tell already <laughs> that this is taking a little bit longer. So obviously, you could do the same thing with with your your exercise. Um, you could, you know. If you're like Laura, for example, she notices that, uh, you know, she's hurt or something isn't happy today. She thinks about or she writes down all the things that she did yesterday. Now, it might be the, the day even before, but I would also um, what I would add to that as well. And this is where, where this part becomes a little bit more tricky is um, how what was going on in your life generally what about stress right let's not all um relate it back to movement it could have been something else right it could have been uh stress levels it could have been that something what has happened to you emotionally um how did you feel did something kind of happen in your life did you have a problem with your your child did you have a problem with your partner? Did did you go through a big change? What else was was going on? So um, there is there is much more to it sometimes than just kind of relating it back to um, to the pain. Good. So Carrie Carrie is saying curves and spine twisting, shorter connecting tissues ligament factors into what my yoga limits are okay i'm gonna to have to read this again curves and spine twisting shorter connecting tissues for example ligaments factors into what my yoga limits are yes so exactly so you you start and obviously Carrie has started to to do this. You start to um, 
first of all, you start to notice these these patterns, these things, where obviously things are kind of where things are going wrong. Um, and this is where I come back to kind of your your body will will tell you in a way. But then we've got Anita's question of what if my body doesn't tell me? What if I don't have any reaction? Right? What if there is no pain, not even the next day, not a, not a week after? And then I would say, you know, fantastic, obviously, great. If you don't have have any problems, if there aren't any problems, there isn't really a reason why you would change things, in my opinion. In, in my opinion, you change things if you want a different outcome, right? If you want things to be different, you have to do things differently. Um, having said this, there's another thing where you can, with scoliosis, obviously, where um, sometimes people get a little bit of a wake-up call is when they have their checkup and the sco scoliosis has gotten worse. And this is this is obviously what we all want to avoid, that that things start to become worse. However, what I would say to this, this doesn't happen overnight, right? Scoliosis getting worse, usually, unless you're still growing, if you're still growing, this can actually happen um, quite, quite quickly. Again, not overnight, but it can happen more quickly. But if you are a grown up, if you're not growing anymore, it, things can become worse, but it's usually over a period of time. And this is why it's, it's really important to be interested in your scoliosis, right? I hear this so many times that especially the ages between like uh, 20 and 38, I'm just giving, a, giving it a number, when a lot of people, because they haven't got any problems, they're not so interested, right? And they're not really interested in, 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 um, in what's happening is behind them and then for whatever reason all of the sudden they start to have pain or they um they get told because something like visibly changes that obviously something has gotten worse but anita i wouldn't relate this back to specific movements that they have been doing i wouldn't i think the most harmful thing that you could be doing in terms of movement is, well, in terms of no movement, is doing what I'm doing right now, which is sitting down. And okay, I'm looking straight ahead. But if I was looking down and being at my computer, that would probably typing. There we go. Typing, texting. <laughs> I think those are the most harmful things that you can do. In my opinion, we shouldn't be afraid um, to make movements, right? We shouldn't be afraid to experiment and to, to try out different things. Now, of course, if I am sitting at my desk eight hours a day, and then I'm just about getting off my desk and I go into a, a wheel class in, into a yoga class and I drop myself into wheel pose. That is kind of common sense that my back is probably not going to like this. And um, I probably end up with with problems. Right. And it's probably not such a good idea. 
but there is a little bit of you know common sense there and and i think um taking responsibility and and being mindful about your practice and that's what we did in the class today right in the in the practice in the uh, in the session that we did today we we were i just encouraged everyone to be to be mindful and to notice what's what's happening how does it feel does it always have to be the biggest movement and the biggest twist and the biggest back bend and the biggest forward bend no it doesn't because what it's about is what's happening on the way it's not the end of the it's not the end picture of the pose um, and it's not a pose as such that is going to to give you problems it's the problems are going to be because you're not practicing mindfully and because you're maybe um, not considering what's going on with your back and I will go more into this because that's not an easy thing Okay, um, sorry, I missed Laura's here. When I'm in pain, I always think about my actions and my emotions. Yes, and it works for sure. Absolutely. Again, this is more about, you know, what else could it be? Again, you know, don't blame it on the yoga, <laughs> right? And you've got back pain. Um, yoga highlights what is already there. Um, and that might be a number of things. It's not yoga's fault, right? It's not yoga's fault that, them, that you might have back pain at that time. Um, there might be other things going on. Yes, of course, some, some movements, if that isn't right for you right now, that might have been the, the, the problem. But there might be emotional um, things as well going on there. Good. So Tatiana is saying, okay, my favorite pose was plow. And then I found out that it's not good for scoliosis. So I stopped doing it. So I did write that I stopped it. I was going to say yes. I'm just nodding here. Because <laughs> I do I do want to I do want to say a yes, but um, so coming back to this to this uh, food example obviously if you want to know if you want to if you want help and know exactly what isn't right for you and what is right for you what would you do with your nutrition you go to a nutritionist right you seek some expert help will they have all the answers for you no probably not they will have some answers for you and they can give give you from their experience and from working with other people they will give you some really really good advice they will also be able to point you into the direction of the research of um you know what what's the latest research on sugar on dairy on meat and and all of that they will be able to to help you with that but ultimately again it 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 comes back to you so for tatiana what I would say, in general, to be on the safe side, um, I do not, for anyone with scoliosis, I do not recommend plow pose for a very, very simple reason, because your plow pose, for those of you who don't know, it's when you're kind of lying, lying on your back, and then bring the legs up over the head. For the simple reason, because you're putting all your pressure 
onto um, onto the neck and onto the the thoracic part of your spine. Now, if you have a structural imbalance in that area, um, you are just going to amplify this in this position. So forward bending, um, the the rotation becomes worse, basically. So we're going further into rotation when we when we bend forwards. Now, if you then add load to it, so your body weight, and you press down, this is the reason why I don't recommend it. Right. Okay. There are other people, however, who have scoliosis. And if you practice this in a supported way with like lots of blankets underneath, anyone knows the, the restorative um, versions of, of this pose, like with a chair, with blankets, uh, or on a bolster or something like that, you can make it work, right? You just wouldn't have lots of pressure um, on the on the on the spine, so you wouldn't have it as like a completely unsupported way. Again, if you or if you only have if you have a lumbar scoliosis only, and there's no problems in your thoracic spine, you know this pose might not cause you any problem. But to be on the safe side, this is the reason why I usually say um, avoid that pose. Now, you know, there might be other reasons why you why you want to practice this. Okay, sorry, long-winded. Tatiana is saying thank you so much for your answer. <laughs> yes, good. And let me know if there are any other examples. And I did actually see someone posting in the, as a yoga teacher posted in the Yoga for Scoliosis group, asking um which are the poses how did she phrase it she said that people with scoliosis are not allowed so which poses are people with scoliosis not allowed to practice and and my heart rate kind of went up and i was like well who are you to tell us what we're allowed to practice and what we're not allowed to practice right <laughs> um that might just be me, but let me know if, if anyone else would have that reaction as well. Um, and I know she probably didn't mean it this, this way. I, I think, you know, and it comes from a good place. She just wants to, to keep her students um, safe and supported and, and further her knowledge, obviously. But I would never say to anyone, you are not allowed to, to practice this. Okay, so heavy duty gaming, there's another harmful thing, probably, if we're talking about movements. <laughs> and maybe you've got an amazing posture, right, while, while you're gaming. And I'm sorry if I'm picking on you here. I have left C curve hunching thoracic back. Doctor said that is, isn't correctable since I'm missing a limb in my spine. Uh, uh, what are you missing? Which ex exercise should I avoid and which ones are good? C-curve, hunching, thoracic. Okay. So it sounds like a, you know, sounds like a very, very typical, um, typical scoliosis. And usually what I, what I would say to this, obviously I do have to say this, that obviously you, you want, if your doctors are, are telling you this, ask a little bit more, you know, they should be able to guide you, first of all, I know that they don't always do that. Make sure you 
see someone, a specialist in, in your area, um, physiotherapist, a yoga teachers trained in, in uh, scoliosis, anyone like that. Um, but it's really important to get personalized advice at the end of the day because we are all different. And your scoliosis is not the same as my scoliosis. My scoliosis is not the same as Karen's scoliosis or Tatiana's or Laura's um, or Carrie's, right? We, we all have different um, things going on. And I, and I can tell you, I, I had um, three clients um, so far this week. One had quite a severe scoliosis. She's, she's in her 70s. Um, she's a really fit lady. She never had any problems. Um, she's really, really strong, um, but quite a pronounced curvature. No problems. Has a little bit of lower back pain, so we, we are working on this. I would tell her completely different things to... I had another lady who is currently pregnant. Um, again, severe scoliosis, different type of, of curvature, a little bit um, kind of lower down. Again, has got has got back pain. Obviously, she's she is pregnant right now. So yes, of course, my advice would be different to her. Then I had someone else who's got a really mild scoliosis, um, but a lot a lot of pain. So it's the the poses and the exercises that I'm going to suggest are always going to be quite different. But if we're coming back to, to harmful things, again, I, I don't quite like this, this wording because I don't think we should be associating movements with harm. I think we should be associating no movements with harm. Um, if, we're, if we're talking about that and what you generally don't see me practicing or, um, well, practicing that's that's different actually I will come back to my practice but what I you will not see me teaching in a group class for people full of scoliosis are going to be big twists big back bends and big forward bends it's as simple as that and that doesn't mean that it does them harm right so I just want to clarify this it doesn't mean that it's harmful for them and Karen can um she can confirm this right last week uh, we actually we did some some movements and we did some some twisting and we did some other things because that's what she needed right then right does this mean she has to practice this every single day no so think about how often you do these movements as well okay so Shirley is saying good morning listening thank you good I'm gonna go back to my notes here because I I know I've been talking about this now. Just want to make sure that I haven't um, that I haven't missed anything. But yeah, what I did want to tell you was about my 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 own practice and my experience with with scoliosis. I did have I had two injuries with yoga. I had two yoga injuries. So where where actually um, I'm going to say the movements caused the harm, but I don't think it was the movements. I think it was myself, to be honest. If I'm really honest with myself, it was myself causing harm. Um, and one of them was when I was, it was in my, in my early 20s, I was in an Ashtanga yoga class 
not blaming it on Ashtanga yoga at all, but uh, quite a quite a uh, a dynamic practice. And um, I was in a in a wide legged forward bend. There was a trainee teacher. He came around. He meant really good. He wanted to take me deeper into the pose. He pushed my body down, and I felt I was like, uh, "This is not going to go well." I, but I didn't say anything, right? I didn't say anything. I let it happen, and um, bam, it happened. So there was like a really loud pop. You know, everyone in the class was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" that lady broke her leg or something. It was really loud. Um, it was very painful and I tore a hamstring. Um, it felt like the, 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 um, the, the thigh bone was coming out of the hip socket. I don't think that that's what actually happened, but something gave in and it, it was not pleasant, pleasant. Yes, partly teacher's fault, partly my fault because I should have stopped it. Really, I should have said, no, um, that's enough. Um, don't go any further than that. So that was injury number one. Injury number two was in a Bikram yoga class, also not blaming it on Bikram yoga, but it's hot. For those of you who don't know, it's, it's hot yoga. Um, I was, um, leg was in a, in a lotus position, one leg in the standing kind of tree pose. You kneel down and then you come back up from kneeling and bam, something twisted in my knee, right? That was my ego. Right. I really wanted to do this. I really, I saw all these amazing people in the front of the class. They all looked amazing. I was like, I can do this, um, but obviously I couldn't. So these were in 15 years of yoga practice. These were two times when I got injured and when I harmed myself. Nothing to do, well, I'm saying nothing to do with, with scoliosis. It probably was related to scoliosis because it highlighted some weaknesses in my body. And one of them is was obviously in my knee because of twisting going on um, into the thigh, which goes into the hip. Again, this could come from my lumbar scoliosis, just putting it out there. And then the same thing when I tore my hamstring, it was also on my on the same side. So there was obviously some sort of weakness going on, but really I cannot blame it on yoga. It was really my own fault because I didn't listen to my body. I was just overriding it. Again, this is not what Anita was asking. She is asking about the, the overtime movements, of course, that make things worse. Um, so Ahmed is saying, uh, please, so just, joining in please share what poses to avoid in left lumbar so i i was talking and you might have to go back to this so i, I was talking about this before w one advice for one person is not is never going to be the same as for the next person but really what what the advice i can give you is learn as much as possible about your scoliosis curvature get an x-ray get all the information, learn the biomechanics of it. And, you know, I do, I do courses. I've got a weekly yoga class now for, for yoga for scoliosis. I've got hundreds of YouTube videos on, on these topics. Learn what actually happens um, when the spine twists and turns. And then see if you can 
apply this knowledge in, in your body. So sometimes we forget that actually what's the most important thing is to practice the yoga, right? <laughs> so we can get a bit carried away with, with learning about it and, and studying and reading all the books and stuff. But really, it's only when you do it that that you learn. And I can tell you as well, for my own practice, for my scoliosis, with scoliosis practice, things have changed, right? What I did 10 years ago uh, was different to what I, what I do now. And it doesn't mean that those things that I did 10 years ago caused uh, me any, any harm. Sometimes we have to adapt things along the way. And again, when things are getting worse, when the rotation becomes worse, that's when you really need to um, start to, to really look at the things that you're doing. Good. Guys, tell me if I have been uh, making some sense. <laughs> I'm going back to the question just to make sure that I actually answered this because this was important to me. So the question was, I hear a lot about doing moves that cause more damage to your scoliosis curves. Other than the obvious one, pain, how do you know if you're doing more harm than help? So how do you know? If you don't have any pain is when things are slowly starting to progress. Again, this does not happen overnight. So get regular checkups and you do not have to have an x-ray, by the way, every time you can get yourself a scoliometer and you can check this yourself. You can check your, your rotation or somebody else will have to do it for you on your back. But there's even an app on your on your phone that that you could use for that you need like a little device to put it on so scoliometer is better but still you can you can check this yourself um but yeah other than that the the best advice that i can give you is is really taking responsibility and and all of you are, you are doing this because you're here and you're listening to me and you're still listening um 40 minutes in into this and you're still there so you i know that you are taking responsibility and you are getting all the information and um you're researching and then hopefully you are applying what what you have learned as well so i'm going to leave it at, at that i think unless there are any more questions about this and I'm really hoping that this was helpful. It might not have been the all the answers that you were looking for. And um, there are, you know, there are lots of reasons why this is not a, a straightforward topic, of course. But one of them is that we are all different and it depends on what is going on in our individual bodies. Good. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. Come and join me on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. for Yoga for Scoliosis um, practice. Um, you can find that in the in the link in the description. Um, yes, and next week we'll be talking about S-curves. So it's going to be all about S-curve scoliosis, um, if I remember correctly. So hope you can join me for that. Hi, Shalina. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for listening.
Right, I'm going to sign off and I see you next week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.